A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Hi, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. I'm Dan Hudson, I'm non-gay. I'm gay, I'm, I'm James Barr and I'm gay. <laughs> Every week I mess that up. You know, one of the things we talk a lot about on this show is erasure. It's a topic that comes up time and time again. So with all the erasure that's been going on, this week I've decided we're going to do a real deep dive into erasure. Which one? I mean, trans erasure, lesbian, bisexual, asexual, metal music, fan erasure. No, James. British synth pop electro legends erasure. Right. So I'm actually really excited about this because erasure were definitely one of the first gay bands I'd heard of when I was younger. Now, actually, they're a gay and a non-gay. Andy's the gay one. And, you know, Andy is one of the old guard gays. He was there at the beginning of the kind of queer liberation movement in the UK. I tell you what it is. Gay people, right, we don't have, we don't necessarily have older people to look up to because there aren't that many gay people. So when I meet a gay, an older gay, <laughs> no disrespect to our guests, I'm always a bit like, oh my God, tell me everything. Like, I want to learn from you. What are the secrets? Like, how do you hold down relationships? Like, what's, what do we do? Yeah, no, I I get that. And also in in the 1980s in the UK, you know, with um, Section 28 and Margaret Thatcher and and everything, the stories of the people around at the time are always interesting. And they've also had, then this is just insane, 24 consecutive UK Top 40 hits, five consecutive UK number one albums, 25 million album sold. Please welcome to the podcast, Andy Bell, Vince Clark, Erasure. Yay! Hello, everybody. Hi. Is that a beer you're drinking? Amazing. <laughs> well, actually, this is my Bex alcohol-free. Oh, see, he's got alcohol-free. I've got my whiskey here. Gosh, what am I doing wrong? I'm here with a mineral water. It's actually not mineral water. It's a tap water. <laughs> I just tried to make myself sound cooler. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Which one is which, by the way? Which one do you think is which? I think the beardy one is the gay one. No. No. <laughs> He's throwing oh, you off there. And a lot of people have thought that recently, but that oh, beard... You see, Vince is the gay one in our relationship. We've always said always the opposite way around, which is what it really is. So just to confuse people even more. <laughs> As friends, have you guys ever had any of the same conversations that Dan and I have had? For example, Andy, have you ever had to explain to Vince that you didn't fancy him? No, not at all. No, I did fancy Vince. <laughs> like- he did tell me a few things that I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, when we first met, I was um, very interested in what you got up to and everything, you know. So <laughs> he gave you a few life lessons. For us, it's like, to me, there's like no difference if you're straight or whatever you are. You know, Vince has had loads of gay friends apart from me. I think he knows more than I do, actually. So it's, uh, I believe, it's 35 years since your, the release of your first single. You've been consistently, yeah. consistently strong. What's your secret? I think it's great having just one partner. I think that's really good. And I think that's the reason I don't know, but because it's too many people to deal with too many different opinions and egos and stuff like that you know i think for us it's uh we just got it balanced really well believing in yourself you know not taking the knocks too badly it's just you know when you're a musician or a performer anything you just carry on doing it and doing it and doing it until people are sick and tired of you i mean we've had like lots of albums that haven't really done very well 
but you just carry on. It's not natural to have hit after hit after hits. How do you deal with those knockbacks when things don't... You release an album and it doesn't do well because like, uh, we, ha- it, we just have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you do. I mean, you get really miserable. I get really miserable. Then I kind of like start blaming the whole world. You think it's like a whole conspiracy against you and everything. <laughs> but you, you just have to take it on the chin and just like don't give a fuck, really. Yeah, I love that. Andy, you were one of the first openly gay musicians in, in the 80s. I want to know so much about that. What was that like? Honestly, it was a thrill. You know, going to Heaven Nightclub and hearing Relax, just this like... You know, we had our own heroes. We had Divine, the actor. We had Sylvester, the singer, who was amazing. You know, Tom Robinson. And uh, and then, of course, Jimmy Sullivanville, who's still, to me, is my hero. You know, and then all the other bands that you thought, like, well, I think they might be a bit gay, you know. <laughs> we used to go around doing TV shows, and, like, we did... We were doing TV, TV shows in Italy. You know, we had these girls chasing after us and saying, oh, we come with you, we come with you. Like in the taxi, and I said, no, no, we're gay. And they say, oh, we don't care, we don't care, we come with you. And they would call me Jimmy. No way. They would just get you mixed up anyway, so it didn't... Is that because we're gay or because... <laughs> yeah, because you were gay, you were the one and the same. So throughout, I mean, in politics, Thatcher, Section yeah. 28, did yeah. that make you feel like you didn't fit or were you just like, you know what? No, it had the exact opposite effect. That's why I feel for these people in Russia now and Poland... I just want to send them energy, you know, because that's what happened to us. And it pisses you off so much, it pisses us off so much that somebody would have this law, you know, that it is so redundant and so saying, do not promote gay books in schools and blah, blah, blah. And I felt, I, you just think, like, well, piss off, you witch, you know? <laughs> and then you had like uh, Boy George, he released No Cause 28, which was a 12 inch single. And I remember I met him at Heaven before I was in, in Eurasia, and I like, thinking, like, oh, Kenny Everett and all these other people. But anyway, you know, and George was like really upset. He was crying because his they wouldn't play the single on the radio. You know, and I put my arm around him. I said, George, listen, I said, you, you're amazing. You've done all these things and you've like put this record out. I said, just be really proud that you put this record out and you're doing like fantastic things. It's incredible. But it happens to all of us. Everyone has their little meltdowns. Yeah. And was, was he sad? I guess he was sad because I don't want to put words in his mouth, but in that he was trying to make send a message well, that people were ignoring. Yeah, I, I think just once you put yourself out there, you're right there kind of on the edge. And then all of a sudden you get shot down. That is a real blow. At the, at the time, I guess people like George Michael, well, I mean, clearly people like George Michael and Freddie Mercury weren't out. Did you know that they were gay? Did everyone just know, but not the public? You sort of knew they were gay. And it's really weird because you never, ever bumped into them. You know, I mean, I saw them sometimes, but you'd never, ever sort of see them. I don't know. I mean, you'd see them in clubs, but you never, ever were in the same circles then. I remember one time being on Kentish Town High Street. I was like just standing outside the post office and no one was bothering me at all. It was like this big Land Rover came by, the window went down. It was like George Michael. And we just looked in each other's eyes and he had the most beautiful, soulful eyes, you know. And, it, I, and I could just feel this love just going between the two of us. And he was sort of saying to me, oh, you're so lucky that you can just stand there outside the post office. So he yeah. knew you and knew who you were and you had a moment. Yeah. I lived right around the corner in um, in uh, Highgate. So, you know, it, it was often on Grinder, but I never 
never had plucked up the nerve to go round there. <laughs> I thought, I can't go and knock on his door and say, hello. What was his grinder picture? <laughs> I'm not sure what was on there. I can't remember. I don't know if it was like a mask or I'm not sure. What I would do for those nudes. A gay and a non-gay. Let's talk about music now. How, how does it yeah. feel seeing queer performers in the spotlight being themselves today? That, that kind of feels like something you've helped to make happen. Uh, I mean, in the first place, I was a bit jealous. And I say, you know, even you know, with artists like Rufus Wainwright, you know, when my partner played me the, his song about America, I was just too up my own arse to kind of like, because you, cause you don't say hello and things like that. You know, we, we, did, we did True Colours together with Cindy Lauper and we were like helping to get Obama elected. And it worked. Hey! Can you do yeah. that again? <laughs> I think it's a very nice coincidence that our drag video came out the day, same day Kamala was was uh, <laughs> yes. announced. But anyway, you know, and I, and I feel sort of so, a bit sorry that I never made the effort and said hello to Rupert. But I get really shy as well. Really? Unless me and Vince are like in a club or something. I'll drag him around all over the place, you know, but otherwise <laughs> I don't say hello. I feel, I, I feel really bad. You know, I didn't say hello to Sam Smith and I felt really bad. I just, but it's just like, I don't feel like I want to be encroaching on there. Sam Smith is probably sat there thinking the same thing. I feel like they don't know who I am. See, that is just imposter syndrome. That's like reverse vanity, isn't it? That's like being really vain, but sort of pretending you're not. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. So you're yeah. speaking my language. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, all these artists out now, like M&EK, Vincent from LA, if you haven't heard them, they're incredible. No, I feel but... like they are, they, they have a very similar sound to you and yeah. they're paving the way for the future. Really fantastic. I think when you're an entertainer, you're pretty self-absorbed. You don't really have room for like what's going on around you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I'm not saying that you're dismissing them or ignoring them. Because genuinely, you know, if I meet a friend, it's not like, I don't think you meet that many people in your life that are true friends. So that's why I sometimes get a bit awkward when people move to LA and all of a sudden they're friends with Beyonce and all these people, you know, it's just not real. It's just not natural, you know? Yeah. You ask Vince, though, I've always prided myself on my, on my camouflage when you go to places that people don't have a clue who you are, honestly. And they wouldn't even believe it, if, even if you said you were. They say you're that you're lying. Two unlikely friends take on the world. This is your eighteenth album. What do you think the secret is to to not falling into the trap of becoming a nostalgia act and just churning out shit? For us, it's all about the next album, really. You know, so you know, you do one album. Once you've done that album and you've done the tour, that that closes the door. You're looking for another opening for the next the next project or the next record or the next tour or whatever. So. I think always by looking forward and also knowing or being fairly confident that something new is going to happen when you know, Andy and I get together and start writing. We don't make new records thinking, well, let's try and make a record like we used to do in, you know, in 86 or something. No. It's all about moving on. Yeah. Even, and I, and I didn't even think about this until today, even the song Give a Little Respect, like that, that's how I feel as a gay man. Like, respect me. Why, why am I being dis disrespected? I never, ever took that lyric to mean that until I looked at it through a different lens. How insane. But I'm sure that's exactly what that meant. When I do, when it's writing lyrics, I do auto writing, you know, like a... Uh, what, you mean like on text? <laughs> no, not on text, no, it's like, like um, whatever comes up in your mind, I just write it down. We wrote A Little Respect together. And to be honest, we had no idea of the influence that the song would have. 
You know, we were just like, that's your game, you know, that's your game, you know, that's your game, you know, that's your game, you know. And that's not hard. <laughs> that's like two words repeated four times. Spill that tea. Andy, you've always been like 100% authentic with yourself and, and in your music. Yeah. Do you have any advice? In fact, do both of you have any advice for our listeners that are afraid? to be themselves and come out? Firstly, it just depends of, lo- of what they're afraid of because I don't know, you know, if they're genuinely in trouble or they're being threatened, that's something they need to deal with. They probably they need to get professional help. But I mean, for me, the best thing has always been just to be who you are, just be honest. I'll tell you why. When I was a teenager, I was such a good liar that I thought if I carry on like this, I'm going to get away with murder, literally. So I just stopped. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, what, so if I, do, if, I do, if I don't come out as gay yeah. right, right now, I'm going to end up killing yeah. someone. Well, I can just stroke your beard, though, can't I? <laughs> I think Dan was doing an impression of you rather, <laughs> rather than actually suggesting you'd come out. <laughs> He's been using beard oils, so I reckon he might give a you a go. Lovely. This is the first time that I've had any whiskers, like even to this amount. Are you enjoying it? Hey, Vince, do you want to go get a, do you want to go get a beer and leave these two to it? <laughs> we'll, we'll say goodbye. Thanks very much, guys. It's been really interesting. Good luck with the new album. It's amazing. Thank so you. good. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Bye. Uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support gay and non-gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate. <laughs>